mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. Greetings, fellow tech seekers. Sean from Silicon Theory here, and this is Silicon Theory Radio. So we've got this week the release of the fifth version of the Android P beta. And as we approach the final release candidate, the stable version and the actual uh, publishing into the wild of Android P, whatever uh, dessert flavored name P ends up standing for, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the changes to Android P and what it might mean for the future of Android. So for those of you that don't know, or if you haven't had an opportunity to play around with the beta, the newest version of Android is going to remove support for the vast majority of the on-screen uh, navigation button. So the back button and the recents button will largely go away and the home button will be changed to a pill style uh, oval shaped uh, button in the center bottom of the screen. But it's going to be those functionality, that functionality is going to be replaced with some gesture navigation. So there'll be a swipe up off of the home button to access your app drawer, but that same gesture will also access the recents menu previously obtained by tapping on that little square button. And you'll be able to switch back and forth between uh, the two most recently used tabs by kind of like quick sliding the pill from the bottom over to the right. And you can also scroll by kind of pressing and holding on that pill button and then kind of slowly dragging it left or right through your recent apps as well. The back button is still going to be contextual and will appear in various apps and in various stages of the uh, home screens to enable you to get back and escape out of whatever it is that you're doing. But by and large, the back button will also disappear and will only be there when you need it to be. The reason for this is is manifold, I think. And the first reason was a byproduct of the issues that Google had with the LG manufactured OLED panel in the Pixel 2 XL devices. So early on in the Pixel 2 XL's release, you may remember there were claims of burn-in of these nav buttons in the bottom uh, quadrant of the home screen, simply because they're static by and large and don't uh, disappear unless you're viewing video in full landscape mode or in certain other apps or if you've installed an app that creates generally what's referred to as an immersive mode where it removes the home screen nav buttons from your display. Uh, and so as people were using the device over and over again and those static buttons were remaining at full brightness, uh, there were some people who saw burn-in in those areas. So when the screen was turned off or when it was displaying uh, a light gray or other light colored full image, you could see the image image retention of those nav buttons still there on the display, even though they weren't actively being shown. So quality control certainly played a role in that. Now Google did some things to mitigate that. One uh, one was the replacement program, the RMAs that they issued with newer panels. And some of these newer panels seem to not only have solved some of the image retention problems, uh, but they also appear to have removed some of the bluish tint and some of the grain that was initially presented in those devices as well. I do have blue tint on my Pixel 2 XL, and there is some uneven shading. Uh, it's especially noticeable with an all-white screen near the top portion of the display. But uh, as that's not a common occurrence for me, it's it's only noticeable in 1% of cases, and so it doesn't bother me. Uh, my screen is not one of the ones that looked grainy or muddy or had a severe blue tint off axis that caused me to, to really want to return it. So I have my OG Pixel that I got on launch day. So 
Um, some people felt differently, and I've not had any image retention pa issues with my panel either. Uh, I do have a display tester app that I run periodically to check for image retention or burn in, and so far I've uh, been lucky and haven't seen any. So, uh, one of the other things that came about probably to launch this, of course, the most public uh, thing is the movement of Apple and the launch of their iPhone 10 towards a gesture-based UI. Uh, and then there were immediate uh, kind of copycats in this arena. OnePlus, probably the most notable Android OEM to do this. Uh, and quite honestly, so far, the uh, OnePlus and Apple uh, iPhone 10 implementations are a little bit smoother, a little bit more polished, a little bit more uh, user-friendly maybe than the Android P version. So it's not a final build. So hopefully we'll wait and see if there are any additional changes that come with the actual release candidate for uh, Android P, but uh, obviously Apple is uh, produces one of the most popular phones domestically, and they have some traction globally. But uh, the iPhone 10, as the pinnacle of their line, basically had to be a redesign without the home button. And so, in order to do that, they had to come up with kind of a series of gestures in order to get you that full screen experience without the capacitive home button at the bottom. Uh, and they had to do things like Face ID and support other biometric authentication measures, since there wasn't a button for you to scan your finger anymore. But the gesture-based UI is something that I used for a little while when we did our review of the iPhone 10, and I found it relatively intuitive and I got used to it fairly quickly. Uh, it wasn't something where I think the vast majority of people would have a hard time transitioning to it. Uh, unlike the Android P implementation so far, I have the initial uh, Android P beta installed on my original Pixel XL, and uh, I've used it quite a bit. It seems still a little bit clunky, seems like it's not quite a finished product. Uh, I haven't used any of the subsequent betas, and I'm told that, uh, and I've read that, the uh, jitteriness, the smoothness of it, and some of the other uh, features of it have gotten quite a bit better, so there is hope, but uh, obviously Apple and then OnePlus adopting this is something that uh, probably influenced the release of Android P in this fashion. Now, Google's claiming that they've been working on this for quite some time, but as with many things, I'm sure that there are parts of that R&D that were true, and I'm sure that there were parts of it that they said, hey, uh, this is becoming a thing faster than we thought, let's get it out there. And that might also explain some of the issues that they've had in presentations. So it's kind of a hybrid uh, solution. It's not the all-in uh, version that Apple and OnePlus have embraced and adopted. Google still is gonna have a home button. It's still gonna be the way that you trigger by and large the Google Assistant, uh, unless you're a straight up owning a Pixel device where you still have options for squeezing the sides and things of that nature. But the this will be a big step forward for Android. There are going to be a lot of people with a lot of devices that are going to have to learn to do something different, change their uh, biomechanical habits, change their muscle memory habits to get into and fully embrace Android P. And there are a lot of other changes under the hood that are gonna come that will make Android P worth adopting. My Pixel 2 XL obviously is gonna get the newest version of this whenever Google releases it into the wild. So we'll talk a little bit more about it at the time that it comes, but for the future, I think what we're seeing is a major change and a major innovation for Android. And after many, many years of uh, spit and polish and uh, just general maturing of the UI and of the operating system itself, we've gotten to a point where the last several iterations of Android have not been, hey motorcycle, have not been um, exciting, let's say. People scoffed and mocked the uh, use of the notification dots and 
uh, you know, a lot of the other changes that came with the previous versions of Android Oreo. Um, and, and there are lots of other changes that are coming to Android P as well that, that don't necessarily involve the UI, but that will hopefully drive patterns of behavior that uh, make Android enthusiasts and people who are using the Android operating system, the largest operating system on the face of the planet, uh, a little more conscious of using their smartphones as a tool and the gesture UI is kind of the gatekeeper to that but there are other things the battery management software the um, health and lifestyle suite which will allow you to see how much time you're spending on your phone and with what uh, things that will allow you to go to a reading mode so that they grayscale out and you realize that you've exceeded your time allotment for certain things like social media apps or uh, internet apps or things of that nature so there's a lot of changes coming to the Android platform and in one form or fashion or another, there's going to be a big learning curve, I think, for quite a few people as soon as this operating system is more widely adopted. And for those that own Pixel devices or Nexus devices or um, OnePlus devices and Essential phones and other phones that have access to this beta, other phones that are going to have access to Android P shortly after its launch, uh, I think we'll start a new wave of Android enthusiasts, people who recognize that Android is capable of evolving, is capable of adapting to our current modern needs, and has grown quite a bit beyond the original platform that it launched on. That's the show for today. Thanks for listening. As always, remember, you should favorite and subscribe our show if you want more of our content, and you will get it. If you uh, are on Anchor and you're listening to this, make sure you hit us with some applause. We appreciate that. You can find all of our content over at the website at www.silicontheory.com. You can follow us on social. We are the at sign Silicon Theory on the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you hit the link in our bio, you'll get to the YouTube channel. Uh, We've got a couple of videos that actually just published recently did a quick review of a couple of cases from the good folks over at Peel for the Pixel 2 XL and the Galaxy S9. So if you're interested in uh, lightweight, uh, minimalistic protection that looks good for your phone, make sure you check that one out. And uh, also we did a quick recap of the, uh, one of my favorite, well, not one of my favorite, the favorite uh, backpack I have right now is the Everyday Backpack from Peak Design. I did a review of that on the YouTube channel a while ago. But Peak Design is also launching through Kickstarter a series of travel-focused products. So they have a 45-liter travel backpack with some modular accessories that are designed to fit inside of it. Camera cubes and packing cubes and tech pouches and all kinds of good stuff. So if you're interested in travel or if you're just looking for uh, something that you can take with you on your trips around the world or just around your backyard, uh, head on over to the channel and check it out. I've got a lot of good information there, including pricing and how you get to the Kickstarter page so you can back the project if you want to. I am backing the project. I love their stuff. I think Peak Design is not only making quality products, but I think they are a quality company with good people that work there. So uh, definitely make sure you hit the YouTube channel, check that out, and subscribe while you're there. Thanks again for listening. As always, remember, we will talk tech soon.